Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, the master's disaster. Jason and Jessica are happily married, but for one stumbling block. Jason is enrolled in an incredibly demanding graduate program, which, when in session, demands his full attention. He admits this means he sometimes neglects his marital responsibilities. Jessica says his neglect is almost total. Jason says he'd like to pursue his studies in 16-week blocks so that he can have 16 weeks off in between to spend with his wife. Jessica says 16 weeks of intensive schoolwork strains their marriage to the breaking point. She says eight weeks on and eight weeks off is the furthest they should go. The medicine is bitter either way, but at what dosage should it be administered? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, welcome back to The Marriage Ref, now a podcast instead of a television show. I have Ricky Gervais and Madonna and Larry David in the room behind me, but only I will speak. <laughs> Bailiff Jesse, will you swear in the plaintiff and defendant? Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? Yes. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that all of his advanced degrees were received by writing into an address found in the back of a comic book? Of course. Yes. Very well. Judge Hodgman? To be fair, uh, Bailiff Jesse, when I got my degree in uh, judging from the back of the comic book, I also got an incredible uh, lifelike piece of plastic fake vomit. And it was a Judge Dredd comic book. Of course, I am the law. (laughs) All right, stop laughing. I didn't like that laugh. That creeped me out. Sorry. Jessica, you are bringing this case to to my court. Is that not so? That is so. So what 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 is the problem? Your husband, Jason, goes to school too much? Yes. He's always at school and never at home. Okay, what, what sort of degree are you getting, Jason? I'm getting a master's degree in computer science with a focus in database technologies. Oh, big time. And where are you studying? At Regis University in Denver. In Denver, Colorado? Yes. All right. The issue now is that you are going to school f- for eight weeks at a time and then eight weeks off? Yes. So I am taking three courses a year because that is what my company will reimburse for me to get my master's degree. Okay, so you are an employed person as well. I am. Okay. Yes. And what, and what are you what are you employed in? Do you work at the uh, Coyote Ugly there in Denver? Do they still have a Coyote Ugly? Uh, I, I think that closed down. But, oh, really? Uh, the one time I was in Denver, uh, it was 15 degrees below zero, and Jonathan Colton and I walked from the hotel to find some restaurant to go to. And there were two options, and one of them was the Coyote Ugly. And I could not, <laughs> I could, I couldn't bring myself to go in. Oh yeah, I know exactly. That's the Coyote Ugly buzzer that goes <laughs> off every time I mention Coyote Ugly. What are you doing? What are you doing? Your laundry in there? Come on, is this how busy you are? You can't even yes. do a podcast without doing laundry at the same time, and that's listen that's to a Coyote Ugly anecdote that goes nowhere. My goodness. <laughs> Jessica? Yes. Uh, describe to me the situation when your husband is going to school and working. Well, when he's in school and working, he basically only has time to do either school, work, or occasionally sleep and bathe, which means when he comes home, 
he's basically grumbles about work and then mm. he grumbles about school right. and then he says bring me a sandwich right and then he goes up to his little study cave right where he hibernates right. while studying right it's like living with yeah. don draper is what you're saying yes exactly it's like you're li- it's like you're a married couple in the 60s <laughs> but that's not for you no no, no i you- was not even born in the 60s so i feel do- like okay don't get braggy what do you do all day <laughs> well, I I work. Uh-huh. What is your What is your occupation? I work at a museum, and I tear tickets well, or I a, sell tickets. Are you a docent? No, I okay. can, that's higher above me. I'm a grub. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that was a museum term. <laughs> it's a It's a museum of yeah, nature I'm and mu- science. I'm a, I'm a museum grub. What museum? Mm-hmm. The museum uh, of the deadbeat Denver husbands. Museum. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's we're gonna build that uh-huh. you know build, annex right. this year. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, the Museum of Denver? Denver Museum of Nature and Science. The Denver Museum of Nature and Science. And this is a career, or is this something you're doing? This is sort of just uh, some part-time work after I was laid off a couple of years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What was your position before? I was a scriptwriter for internet commercials. Huh. <laughs> That's God's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Jason, I, I'm not sure I caught what your your uh, occupation is because I went into my Coyote Ugly rant. What? <laughs> That's all right. I am a platform engineer for a major cable television provider. What? Okay, good. Well, so you're gainfully employed. <laughs> yes. And what do you hope to gain by this master's degree? I'm hoping to both uh, advance my knowledge within my field and also uh, enhance my uh, resume and future career prospects uh, by having a master's degree. Boy, oh boy, it's like you just wrote an essay question. Okay, good. So uh, you're proposing a 16-week class session. Is that right? Yes. So my university, it's it's specifically geared towards people who work full-time. Sure. And so they offer eight-week intensive courses instead of the traditional semester-long course. Are you actually going to a class or is this all done online? I am going to a classroom. Um, my university does offer online courses. I was very unhappy with, with the handful I, I took and I dedicate myself to getting in the classroom as much as possible. Okay. Why were you unha- Just out of curiosity, why were you unhappy with the online courses? They are just a we lot did. of very antiquated forum posts and uh-huh. not a lot of real education going on. Okay, absolutely. And there's more so, chance for masturbation in the classroom? Mm, <laughs> well, that's something I'm now adding to my list of cons, for okay. sure. So you want to do 16, right now you're doing eight weeks on, eight weeks off with your classes on top of your job. Is that right, Jason? That's correct. And you want to switch to a 16 weeks on 16 weeks off schedule. Is that correct? At least, yes. So that I would take um, 16 weeks of courses between January and the end of April. And yeah, I got then a calendar. I, would have... I can do the math. I know what 16 <laughs> weeks are. I got it all then mapped take, out here. And then I'll take the full summer off. And then at the end of the year, because I'm taking three classes a year, doing eight weeks on, eight weeks off. Now, what is the benefit of this? The, the full benefit is I would have the summer off, which mm-hmm. is what I would be primarily interested in is, is enjoying my, my entire summer off. I'd say so. It's a, it's a selfish desire to go water skiing. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, at least to enjoy, yes, some, some more of uh, Colorado's fine outdoor weather during that time. Sure. It's a beautiful state and has some great restaurants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you have submitted some evidence to suggest that this is uh, a necessary thing in your life. You, you need more uh, sunshine. I have. So um, I was actually uh, diagnosed uh, within the past couple of years with a vitamin D deficiency. Oh, my goodness. And I submitted a, a photograph of a giant bottle of vitamin D that my doctor required me to get and take two of those every single day. 
Oh, my goodness. Yes. Your Honor. And, and Your so, Honor, wait a minute. I would... well, this is a serious... Hang, excuse me for a moment, Jessica. This okay. is a serious situation. Jason, do you have rickets? <laughs> I don't have rickets, but I, I, Look, my vitamin I, D is quite low. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but uh, I do have an internet connection. And so I know that vitamin D deficiency is a precursor to rickets. So let me just test now if you have rickets. Do you have any bone pain or tenderness in your arms, legs, pelvis, or spine? No. Do you have any dental deformities? Yes. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just got burned. <laughs> what sort I, of dental deformities does he have, Jessica? He has a gap between two teeth but that's, in the front of his mouth. You have a, oh, he has a gap between his teeth. Okay. Muscle cramps? No. Do, are you less than five feet tall? No. Do you have an asymmetrical or odd-shaped skull? I don't think so. Are you bow-legged? No. Do you have bumps in the rib cage? No. Is your breastbone pushed forward? <laughs> no. Do you suffer from Harrison's groove? <laughs> I'm not certain I know what that is. Well, you wouldn't know if you had it. It's when you're dancing to a Beatles song. <laughs> it's when you're. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I probably have that. Yeah. It's when you. It's when you're elected president and you die 30 days later. <laughs> I haven't had that happen yet. No. Pel- pelvic deformities. Be honest with me. <laughs> no. Okay. Not quite not. Jessica. So. Well. Yeah. He has a, well, he does have a gap between his teeth. Uh, so it looks like you do not have rickets at this time. So I'm going to throw out the evidence of the vitamin D deficiency as being a compelling thing here. Jessica, would you please describe to me what life is like? when your husband uh, is going to school? Well, life is basically, for me, just a nonstop day filled with chores Mm. and trash taking out, which Mm. is almost always a man job in our house. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to go stir the compost and churn the butter. What? Yeah. I was going to stop you at at, uh, turn the compost, which Mm -hmm. might be plausible that you actually have a compost, but you're not churning butter, are you? Kind of. I mean, I don't have a traditional butter churn, but I make the butter in a jar instead. Okay, but you know what? That's that's what we used to call in uh, in college an elective. (laughs) (laughs) No one in Colorado is forcing you to churn butter. You're not on like a PBS reality show, are you? Where you're trying to live like a like an old timey 1960s Denver wife who churned her own butter (laughs) or something. No, no, not currently. All right. You can just order butter from the milkman like everyone else does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Leave a note in your milk, uh, empty milk bottle on the stoop. Ask him for a loaf of bread, a stick of butter, and a, and a quart of milk. <laughs> okay. Well, right. And so then basically I do all the cooking well, and all else? the cleaning. Okay. Well, are you cooking over a hearth fire? <laughs> uh, no, an electric stove. Oh, my good. Oh, how proud of you. And so, and, and is there a difference between... The the eight week, I would think that if you were doing it over eight weeks on eight weeks off, that the intensity during the eight week period of his of his schoolwork would be greater. No. Well, so the eight week period I've learned to deal with over the past couple of years. But when we did try the 16 week period last year Mm -hmm. and it became our house, I sort of had to give up on some of the housework because there was just not enough time. Are you saying some butter went unchurned? Yes, oh. and that cream just sat oh. all lonely by itself. Cre- you had loose cream all over the place? <laughs> right, and we oh. don't have any cats, so nobody was cleaning it up. I see. Uh, and so now he wants to do 16 weeks, and, and, and you don't. If he does do 16 weeks, I believe you have proposed a remedy? Yes, I was going to call in a second husband to kind of take over his duties. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's not how you described it in your letter to me, though. I refer to this person as my lover. Okay, 
This sounds fantastic. <laughs> uh, what would your lover do? Obviously, they'd help churn the butter and then oh, the stirring of the compost. Oh, my goodness. Assisting with dishes. Are these euphemisms? This is like Harrison's <laughs> groove. <laughs> no, I actually need someone to come stir are you the writing, compost. Are you writing a, a bad Nina Simone song? <laughs> <laughs> you need someone to come in and churn your butter? <laughs> Well, sometimes I do. I mean, I can probably handle the butter churning on my own. I'll be, I'd will be i be willing okay. to take that on. So you're looking for a hired hand. Well, right, but I don't want to pay them with anything but wifely duties in return. <clears throat> what do you mean? Well, I would um, bake them bread because I make bread from scratch, and I would prepare meals for them when they weren't preparing meals for me. And um, I would craft things and let them have the items I crafted. Like what sort of craftings are we talking about here? Little voodoo dolls of your husband that you want to <laughs> throw in a fire? You know, that or bookmarks, maybe some bookmarks. slippers. No, no. Mm -hmm. book, first of all, I don't, I'm not sure whether I'm going to approve this whole scheme yet, but no bookmarks. No one wants those. Get a piece of paper. It's a bookmark. <laughs> What are you gonna? What are you gonna uh, weave some bookmarks out of some gimp? Are you <laughs> well, gonna do some leather leather crafting of bookmarks. That's the right. worst. But then it can also be a belt. Ugh, for a, what what size of a man do you want? Tiny? You want a <laughs> tiny little homunculus who can use a bookmark for a belt? Yes, please. Okay. Are you being serious? I have um, requested the assistance. I've sort of lined up some second husbands or lovers, as we might call them. Let me ask you a question here. I'm not an expert on Colorado law, but I do have an internet connection. <laughs> and I do know that Colorado, the state of Colorado, still considers adultery to be illegal. Now, it has not been prosecuted since 1925. <laughs> but I could drop a dime on you in a second. If you're mm. telling me that you're going to have relations with these men, if they're going to truly be ma man or men, presumably, if they're going <laughs> to truly be your lover, is that what you're talking about? No, I wouldn't have relations uh -huh. with these men because most of them are actually in relationships themselves. So they don't, they don't need that from me. Does relations mean P and V? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is this okay. what is this what's called in Denver uh, the Mile High Club? <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. So you actually have candidates, right? I've lined up some candidates that have a lot of skills that I think would be great to bring into our home. So really, we should consider them even when Jason isn't okay. in class. So I have you have you have given me here, and we'll put this up on the website. You have given me a, a, an affidavit mm -hmm. uh, uh, from uh, someone named Nick. I will not mm -hmm. use his last name. Uh, for fear that he might also be con committing adultery of some kind. <laughs> and you have submitted this. So this is uh, an affidavit in which one of your candidates, one of your two candidates for loverness, writes, I, Nick, do solemnly swear that in the event that Jason takes 16 weeks of courses in a row or more, <clears throat> that I will step in and assist as the second husband Jessica so rightly deserves. My duties as second husband will include... Assisting with home chores such as dishes, trash removal, compost, stirring. There, it's right in there. It's black and white. And laundry needs. I see no mention of buttering. Occasional food prep. Noticing, complimenting, and discussing Jessica's hairdos. Is this important to you? Yes. Because okay. Jason is so busy, he has a hard time noticing that my hair is different from day to day. Is that true, Jason? When I am in class, I, I might not notice that as much as I should. I see. 
Do you compliment her on her outfits? I do. I try to. I try to very often. You try to very often. Yes. I. I. I again, when I'm in school, I. I. I sometimes may neglect do you, doing so as often as I normally would. Do you ever say, "Hey, uh, sweetheart, this butter is nicely churned"? That, that I may have said that once or twice before. Yes. Is this true, Jessica? Does he? Does he compliment you on your outfits and compliment you on your churning? Oh yeah, I mean, especially when he's not in school, he's exceptionally complimentary. But when he's in school, you need someone to notice that your hair is different and so on. Right. Okay. Well, generally, just to pay attention to me. I see. Escorting Jesse on outings that may or may not be super fun. Slumber party antics. What is that all about? Well, we have an awesome futon that the second husband could sleep on, and uh-huh. then we could like braid each other's hair, talk about boys, you know, things that I miss from slumber parties of yesterday. I see. And bug vermin and creepy crawly removal. Yeah, traditionally in our home, that has been a man job. I see. And uh, and uh, and you have some uh, concern about uh, centipedes. Yeah, too many legs. I don't care for them. All right. Do you have any friends? <laughs> Do you have any friends <laughs> or sisters or family members or brothers who could help you in this regard? Yes, I have some. That's true. Okay. Well, I mean, why? You have to demonstrate to me that this is the only solution. I will fully admit that offering to bring in a lover into the house to help make up for Jason's duties might have just been upping the ante to try and convince him not to take 16 weeks of classes in a row. I see. Um, But desperate times call for desperate measures, and I'm willing to take it to the next level and actually bring these gentlemen in. Jason, how do you feel about this proposed scheme? Well, so the, the men who have, who have agreed to this so far, and actually a third even came in very shortly before uh, our conversation, um, they're, they're friends of mine. They're personal friends. I enjoy their company a great deal. I see. But I'm not at all worried about any uh, infidelity. But it does – that said, it does make me feel as though a cuckold if this were to happen. Um, right. It does make me feel you know, that I'm not really fulfilling my duties as a husband. Well, you're um, not, but and you're it, not. Well <laughs> – This is true, but I'm asking for a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. How many of these 16-week courses do you have to do? I need to take in total 12 eight-week courses. So these would be two different courses back-to-back going to a 16-week stretch. And then you would get your master's degree? Yes. And then what, a a PhD? And then what, an Ironman triathlon? (laughs) When are you going to start tending to your family, sir? I would be surprised if I pursued a PhD. I'd probably stop at a single master's degree. But you appreciate that this is the equivalent of going of going to war. <laughs> yes. Oh, very, very much. This is this is easily one of the most challenging things I've done in my life to work full time and pursue my master's. It is all it is all consuming. You guys do not have yes. children, I presume. No. Okay. But it is, it is an all consuming pursuit, and you are effectively abandoning your your wife. Colorado is a no fault divorce state, but in some states that would itself would be grounds for divorce. I would I would drop my master's degree if it if it were to truly to come to that. Do you, well, I don't think that it's going to come to that. But do you wish to deny your wife compliments, churning help, slumber party <laughs> antics? No, I, I I don't wish to deny her that, but I I do feel very uncomfortable with um, having another man take those duties. I, I would rather try to refocus myself during those times as best as I could than, than have an, another man enter our home. And plus, I would hear them having and w- fun and, while I was studying. And that sounds monstrous, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> <laughs> all of this sounds, all of this sounds uh, creepy and exciting to me, I have to say. Uh, and you'd be surprised to learn this is not unprecedented in my personal experience. I have never engaged in such a thing. But uh, I knew uh, a couple 
uh, where um, the one spouse uh, would often be called away to travel for her job for a long time. And the husband, uh, who, who was also a professional person, felt entirely abandoned and alone. And so the, the wife would arrange for one of her girlfriends to come and stay at the house and keep him company and do light housework. And <laughs> in their lives, this person was uh, not called a lover, uh, because to the best of my knowledge, that did not happen, but maybe it did. Uh, but they were called, uh, this person was called the Paniwani wife. Nice. And so it is not entirely unusual and certainly in many ways understandable, particularly if the person left behind is having to run a household. And yet all of it also feels very creepy and exciting. <laughs> Would these people stay overnight? They could if they wanted to. We have a futon that they could easily call their own. Okay. I think I have all the information I need. I'm going to go away and uh, consider this in chambers while checking to see if Coyote Ugly Denver is still open or not. And uh, then I will come back and render my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Jessica, how does it make you feel to be abandoned in this way? Uh, lonely and afraid. Afraid, really? Of the housework that I'm going to have to do all on my own. Are you being glib or sincere? Well, I don't really like housework. I mean, I'm sincerely sort of lazy. And you're afraid of your own laziness? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like a trait I should really foster. Jason, your wife seems to be willing to go to almost absurd lengths in this situation. Um, how does that make you feel? I, it, it definitely captured my attention that I, I may not have been doing everything I should be doing as a husband. Um, and I'm, uh, whatever the judge's decision may be, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for his guidance in this matter. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Well, you guys will be very excited to know that, at least according to the internet, Coyote Ugly Denver is still in operation. <laughs> uh, oh, good. Al although it's very possible that they could have gone out of business and then neglected to take down their website. So I'm going <laughs> to have to rely on you two to find out uh, by doing a field mission for me. And you're going to take along a lover. Yes. Yay! I am sorry, Jason. This is simply too uh, marvelous an opportunity to mess with people's lives for me to not take. <laughs> and yet I realize that I, I may be doing something uh, pretty uh, dangerous here. Uh, because the one, thing, the one thing I forgot to mention about the story of the Paniwani wife, uh, those people are divorced now. Oh, no. I think that it is, it is perfectly reasonable for uh, your wife to seek help from a friend in the chores aspect of her life if you are going to take on this all-consuming pursuit and for a long period of time. I also feel that if you feel comfortable, uh, and, and that I do not think that the term lover is appropriate because that does suggest that's almost too provocative, Jessica. You are trying to get someone's goat. So we, we, we shall say a gentleman companion, but the caveat is I get to pick who it is. Ooh. So we have, I know Nick gave one affidavit and mm -hmm. then the other affidavit was from seth mm -hmm. and the third is from james mm -hmm. who are these and men the <laughs> they're just friends who are these creepy denver men well they're not hobos okay they're definitely friends and we also have a fourth that is on its way i just got an email from a guy named fernando okay i think first of all you should have a party <laughs> where where <laughs> you sit in an armchair 
while Fernando, James, Nick, and Seth wait on you hand and foot for six hours as your husband watches. <laughs> and we will call that eyes wide shut. And then... <laughs> uh, Jay, and that, first of all, no one can stay overnight. Second okay. of all, se- that's weird. Second, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, unless, unless, you know, they can't drive home for whatever reason. Second of all, there will be no slumber party antics. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's something that you should share with your girlfriends. Right. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. are, are any of these men of a, of a differing sexual preference? No. No. All, all of these men are uh, self-identified uh, uh, heterosexuals? Yes. And all of these men are married? <laughs> <laughs> no. None of these men are married, but m- three of the four are in uh, girlfriend-boyfriend relationships. Who is the one who is not in a relationship? James. And what does he do for a living? He works with Jason in the same office. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, how would you feel if James started hanging around your house helping your wife churn the butter? Um, of of the four listed, I, I, I've known him the longest, and uh, I, I would I would at least trust him in terms of um, uh, not churning butter metaphorically in any way, but actually. I want to see if this can work. I want to see if this crazy Denver, Colorado style marriage can work. And so I find in favor of Jessica. Uh, Jason, if you do take the 16-week course, James will be welcome in your home as a Paniwani husband of a a non-sexual, non-sleepover nature to help with chores, to help pick up centipedes, to compliment and pay nice attention in a friendly way to Jessica until she feels confident enough uh, that she no longer requires James's services. That may be for the entire term or not. And uh, I also hereby uh, order the three of you to get together and go to Coyote Ugly <laughs> and, and have your picture taken, the three of you, at Coyote Ugly and send, and send it in so that I may post it on the website as sign that non-traditional uh, marriages can work, at least at Coyote Ugly. <laughs> this is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Well, you've won your Pawnee husband, <laughs> Jessica. How are you feeling? So good. On top of the world. This is amazing. Are you excited about your eyes wide shut party? <laughs> um, yes. I might be a little frightened of that as well, but I think that was the purpose of that film. <laughs> Jason, uh, are you are are you feeling cuckolded at all? Uh, a little, but I I am am also sharing uh, Judge Hodgman's academic curiosity as to whether or not this could work. Um, and and I like James; he's he's a, he's he's a very good friend of mine. So um, it, it it will be interesting to see what happens. At least it will be nice to have another friend around. Do you think that this is going to strengthen your marriage? I hope so, in that um, when the time is over, um, uh, Jessica will realize uh, how happy she is just having one husband. (laughs) And then the butter churning can begin. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Jason, I I forgot. You know that you have to refer to James as your brother husband now, right? (laughs) Oh, oh, that was a given. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'll I'll even refer to him as that at work. (laughs) I can I can see I can see no finer justice than that. 
Jason, Jessica, thank you for joining us on Judge John Hodgman. Thank, thank you. you. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Stitch Fix. You know that boost of confidence you get when you put on an outfit that just feels good? You know what that's like. That's what I get when I use Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a human stylist, not AI. A human being who understands your style, size, and budget. They do all the shopping for you, and it's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season or any other. This professional stylist picks the clothes. They can either send you a box where anything you don't want is unbelievably easy to return, or they can make a little storefront for you just from stuff that they recommend for your taste and your body. Uh, it is an absolutely incredible service. They give you styling advice, outfit recommendations, the whole thing soup to nuts. And like I said, if you don't want it, if you don't like it, it is unfathomably easy to send it back. They give you an envelope that's big enough, that has the postage and the labels on it. All you have to do is shove the thing in there, close it up, and drop it off at your local mailing center. It is that easy. Can I also say the stuff that my stylist at Stitch Fix picks for me? I really like it. Like, they know me. And it's really terrific. Plus, if you've got small people in your life, sadly, my small people are now adults shopping for themselves. But if you've got little kids, it's a terrific way to, to get togs for your kids. Style that makes you feel as you, as you want to look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. That's stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Do you have a mom in your life that you'd like to celebrate? There are very few better ways than giving an Aura frame to someone you care about. These are beautifully Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos of your memories with your mom, stepmom, a mentor, friend, uh, whatever it is in your life who might enjoy seeing photos from your life. Aura frames are the way to go. Judge, there's a very special mom in my life, Ms. Teresa Thorne. Yes. Uh, that's my wife and also a, a whole human being in her own right. Guess what's guess what's on her bedside table? Yes, that's right. You guessed it in one, an Aura frame. Oh. <laughs> what I love about the Aura frame is you don't have to load a bunch of stuff onto an SD card or whatever, like with the old digital frames. It is so easy to get the pictures on there. So like when Teresa texts me a cute picture of one of our children or our dog uh, or one of our siblings texts us a cute picture of one of them or one of their children, uh, all I have to do is hit that share button on my phone and I can share it right to the frame and then it lives there for as long as I want. I can also take it off whenever I want, but I don't even have to open the Aura Frames app, which is a great app, but I don't right. even have to go there. It just goes straight into wherever I want it, uh, whichever frame I want, or I have multiple Aura Frames in my house or all of them. Uh, it is incredibly easy. That's why Wirecutter chose it as the best digital photo frame. That's why it's one of Oprah's favorite things. 
Uh, it is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code Hodgman at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Biz, and this is the final season of One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. This is going to be a year of celebrating all that makes this podcast and this community magical. I'm so glad that I found your podcast. I just cannot thank you enough for just being the voice of reason as I'm trying to figure all of this out. Thank you and cheers to your incredible show and the vision you had to provide this space for all of us. This is still a show about life after giving life. And yes, there will be swears. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. And as always, you are doing a great job. All right, class. Tomorrow's exam will cover the science of cosmic rays, the morals of art forgery, and whether or not fish can drown. Any questions? Yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything! Where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom, I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella, I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That was an amazing case, eh, Judge Hodgman? I want to move to Denver immediately. What a crazy lifestyle they lead out there. <laughs> it's that thin air. That's what it is, isn't it? And the inspirational example of Tim Tebow. And the insane airport that they have there with the insane murals and crazy sculpture of a giant uh, bronco. I am really excited to see the picture of them at Coyote Ugly. I'm going to post that uh, when we get it on the new Judge John Hodgman uh, Facebook fan page. How about that? That sounds great. I hope there will be lots of fans. Well, uh, there only will be if people go to the Facebook fan page on Facebook and click on like. That's all you have to do. (sighs) Sorry, I just get really excited about social networking. Facebook makes it easy for you to share interesting internet developments with your friends. Photos, links, music. Favorite podcasts. Favorite podcasts. Facebook is a number one. Let's talk about... They got to me, Jesse. They got to me. (laughs) Let's talk about uh, what we got on the docket here uh, and how we can clear it out. Here's something from Matt. He says he has a related question to our uh, carry on carryings on episode. Mm -hmm. He says, while standing in the aisle waiting to deplane recently, the diminutive elderly woman in front of me turned around and asked if I'd be kind enough to help her get her bag down. With a smile and a certainly, I pulled her bag down and gave it to her. At this point, she presented me with what was clearly an already palmed $5 bill, saying, Thank you. That's for you. I started to politely protest, but before I could finish, she shoved the bill into my shirt pocket with a forceful and annoyed, Thank you, and strode off down the aisle. The people behind me were chuckling and commenting on this exchange, and I, with an audible mutter of disgust, pulled the bill out of my pocket and tossed it into the overhead compartment. What? 
now I realize my my behavior was ungentlemanly and I should have just accepted the bill. But am I right in thinking that she was in the wrong? I felt like her action cheapened my courteousness and turned me into a bellhop. Yeah, that's what you are. If you are a young young person, you are a bellhop to the old ladies of the world. That is how you should see yourself. You, uh, you did the wrong thing by muttering and throwing away good money. That was five dollars that you could have spent on some candy or a toy for yourself. That's, what <laughs> old, that's why old ladies are giving you money. Anytime an old lady wants to give you money, internet users, take it. It makes old ladies happy. And only in certain states does it make you their lover. So, thus I rule. Um, I have something here from, uh, Dylan... Following in the grand tradition of anal malcontents sending you persnickety emails, after hearing the betting crasher episode of Judge John Hodgman, I feel the need to register my internet rage at Plaintiff Emily's misuse of the term point of order. One rises for a point of order to draw the chair's attention to a violation of the rules, i.e. someone speaking out of turn or shudder to think, a motion to recess taking privilege over a motion to adjourn. Emily should have risen for a point of information, which is used to correct, confirm, or request factual information. Actually, this email more properly constitutes a point of order, as I am pointing out that Emily was out of order when she rose for a point of order. I yield the balance of my time and dignity to the chair. Well, There was no dignity to be yielded. (laughs) None was left. I've been getting quite a few emails lately suggesting that I'm doing things wrong, and I'm always willing to read them. I will not relitigate, uh, but I will uh, say in this case, point taken for two reasons. The gentleman uh, from the internet is absolutely correct, and also uh, I wanted to point out that anal malcontents is also a symptom of rickets uh, that people should know about, <laughs> just coincidentally, so... I want to take this opportunity to do two things. Okay. Uh, number one, thank ev- all of the anal malcontents out there who have taken uh, a moment to review Judge John Hodgman in iTunes. It makes a big difference, actually. You'd be surprised. Does it really? our- I have no idea. Yeah. No, it totally does. It is a big part of your iTunes ranking. Oh. Um, people think iTunes can tell how many people are subscribed to a podcast, but it totally can't. It just guesses based on how many people click on it and how many people review it. So oh. iTunes ranking is a, a big part of that is how many people review it. So please continue to review it. Uh, that's number one. And number two, a lot of people have been uh, going to MaxFunStore.com and ordering our sweet uh, John Hodgman. Uh, the change has come. Uh, t-shirts and posters. So yes. uh, thank by, you to all of those Signed by, by Tom uh, DJ. Of yes, Boston Tom. Graphics. You got it. They are super, super cool. And there are other Max Fun related stuffs there. So thank you to all of those people hey, at MaxFunStore.com. Hey, Jesse, you know what uh, would be interesting if you were a fan of the Judge John Hodgman fan page on Facebook or a follower of my Tumblr at AreasOfMyExpertise.com? You know what you might learn? What's that? I'm going to be making some public appearances in the future. Is, is that so? Yeah. Wait, in what us nerds call meat space? I, 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 can, I can meet you in, in, in flesh space, uh, and you can find out where. These, these cities are major cities, Jesse. 
that I'm going to. Holy mackerel. Like, I'm, I'm going to Morris, Minnesota. Oh, no. I'm going to Alexandria, Virginia. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to the three M's, um, Milwaukee, Madison, and uh, uh, Minneapolis. Oh. State College, Pennsylvania, the least imaginatively named town in Pennsylvania. Jeez Louise. And uh, Tucson, Arizona. Criminy. Okay. So, uh, but I would love to see people there. Uh, uh, perhaps listeners to the show might say hello, and I will give them a special, special Judge John Hodgman welcome. Oh. Uh, I will not only shake their hand, but I will grasp their shoulder. Oh. And say thank you. Oh. <laughs> well, Jesse, I think you might want to check for anal malcontents and softening of the skull, because I think you might have brain rickets. Thanks very much for tuning into the Church John Hodgman podcast. Everyone. My name is John Hodgman. Dale of Jesse is going to take a little time off. I hope you will uh, see us again next time. <laughs> <laughs> the Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support this show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Matt Gorley. His great podcast, by the way, is called Super Ego. You can find it in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at areasofmyexpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, email us and be sure and include your telephone number. The email address is hodgman at maximumfun.org. If you have thoughts about the show, you can always comment on it on our message board, forum.maximumfun.org. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.